Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Manny and Sean Experience Podcast. That's me. That's him. <laughs> if you can see him, if you're listening to us, that was his voice. But welcome back to another episode. Today, we're just throwing the whole kitchen sink at you. We're going to go through some hot topics, hot trending topics, and we're just going to pick them at random. Stick around. It's going to be a mess. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Manny and Sean Experience, episode 56. Um, like Manny said in the intro, we're going to give you a little pop culture today, a little bit of politics, and see where we land. <laughs> um, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm in a good mood. I am too. How's everybody out there doing? Did you have a good first week of November? Today is, we're recording on Friday, so it's Veterans Day. So a lot of you are out of work today, off from school. I had to work. I had to work as well. (laughs) But if you're a vet and you're listening, thank you for your service. Yes. But um, yeah, I hope everybody (laughs) out there is doing good. Maybe not too cold where you're at. Where you're at here, it went from very nice to like very warm. Yeah, like Florida forgot again what season it is, but it is what it is. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. If you're returning, welcome back. We say it all the time. We appreciate you always listening, and um, appreciate if you share us out, give us that five star review, and anything, anything else. No. <laughs> Let's get into the mix. You're in the mix. Welcome back to the mix. Mix, mix, mix. Thank you. We can't afford. We can't afford post-production sounds. So we have post-production sounds (laughs) in our audio. Anyway, um, what are we talking about today, Dana? I don't know. Why don't you pick our first little ringing topic we have here? Okay. Um, I, I guess I will pick the one that I put in here. Okay. Uh, How about, yeah, cool. Just tell everybody <laughs> <laughs> what Manny it's and Sean did. Fine. Um, so the SAG strike is officially. No. The SAG strike. Oh, I thought you said SAC. What what is a sack strike? I don't know. <laughs> the sag strike is officially well, it's over. Um they have reached an agreement with Hollywood Studios. Uh today, Friday, November 10th, is the day that they will be voting on it. Um, hopefully it passes. But the strike is over, so actors and actresses can get back to work. Um, the writer strike ended in at the end of September, so the writers have been back into the writing rooms. Um, just ain't had nobody to play anybody on TV, so that is over. Um, a lot of. TV shows, uh, they were asked, you know, when would production start up again? Like 2045. Somebody asked 
um, Quinta from Abbott Elementary, and she was like, we're starting on season three. We're going to start right away. Um, some other shows are coming back. It's just a good time. You know, TV, probably towards the end of this year and beginning of next year, is going to be a lot of game shows, a lot of filler entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Brother's coming back for two weeks. I saw that and I was like, what is this? And it was like reindeer games. And I was like, yeah, it's confusing. Okay, sure, girl. But I mean, they're filling. They're filling time because they don't have anything to put on. They should have done a bunch of holiday specials. Who's going to play in it? The, the, the singers. What's no, just like a musical thing. You know, like when Kelly gets a one hour special. Oh. They could have given everybody one. Eh. You know, I mean, they're probably still gonna do that. Kelly Parton Christmas, Kelly Clarkson Christmas. Yeah, they're probably know. still gonna do that, but more towards December. A future Christmas, sure. All the things. A Soldier Boy Christmas. I don't know about a Soldier Boy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is, I'm glad that they finally reached an agreement, just like the writers did, and hopefully. You know, everything will go well. They will sign off and people can get back to work and companies. Movie production companies can stop being greedy. Well, I mean, celebrities weren't hurting. It was the writers that were hurting. But I mean, but you do have certain actors out here that aren't on like a major show or like. True, true. I was just thinking the big heads. Right. (laughs) My bad. I retract my last (laughs) statement. Anyway, everybody, fair pay. What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Let me tell you what I want to talk about. Uh, this past week nine. Of this the past N- week nine. <laughs> this week nine of the <laughs> NFL season featured, sir, uh, for the first time ever, every player who threw a pass in the NFL in week nine was born in 1990 or later. Mm-hmm. Do you know how old I felt when I read that? Very old. 15 of the 28 starting quarterbacks were age 25 or younger. Yeah, they start them young. I don't know. He's <laughs> wild. Tom Brady isn't playing anymore, so there's What is it? What's his name? Aaron Rodgers got injured. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's wild, though, because these people are making millions and millions of dollars crazy yeah but i thought that was still a cool fact you know to see hopefully we'll see that in congress soon too (laughs) (laughs) i mean that'll be the day Uh, most senators and representatives are not 89 and older no not not close to it but i thought that was a cool trend topic you know it's good to see the sport continue to evolve I love college football, but I don't really. I watch football because he has it on the TV. And most of the time, me and Kenji, our dog, are just, you know, we're there. And then Manny jumps off the couch and starts yelling at the screen. And we're like, yay, go team. Yeah, that's all factual. (laughs) (laughs) I am one of those that watch football screaming. But it's part of the fun, you know? Is it now? Well, it is for me. You know, like the excitement you get when you're like playing a video game. Excitement I get watching a football game. I mean, I'm not yucking your yum. I don't know what that means. Go ahead <laughs> and pick another trending topic. Um, let's talk about Kiki Palmer. 
Um, <laughs> why would you? Why are you laughing? <laughs> he made sure to pick the two that he put in here. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Since we calling out on each other, I mean, you didn't have to say what that. You won't do. Well, let's talk about Kiki Palmer. We'll go talk ahead. about Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Are you still pressed about that? About what? No, I was just saying what Kiki Palmer said on Legendary. Oh, y'all still talking about that. Anyway. Y'all still talking about that. That's what she said. So Kiki Palmer has filed for full custody of her eight-month-year-old son um, against her. How old? Eight months. How old is Kiki Palmer? Uh, I want to say 29. Really? I c- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's Girl, she's 30-something. Go ahead. Continue with your story. I'm okay. So she alleged that her boyfriend, um, what is his name? Darius Jackson. Jackson has allegedly put hands on her and she wants to get full custody of their son. She presented evidence to the court because they had security cameras in their house and it shows him choking her. Over a couch, throwing her into the stairs. Wow. Um, and this happened in 2022, mind you. So this is this is what a lot of people say. Like you can see celebrities and other people and be like, yo, I they got a cool ass light, but you Bad don't Bunny said that. Bad Bunny said that. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Like anything. Nadia could sabe. Be Nadia sabe. Yes, nobody nobody knows. Nadia sabe. Well, that bunny said. Okay, we got it. Thank you. I'm wearing my Jennifer Lopez shirt today. Anyways. Anyways. Continue talking um, about Yeah, so he apparently is a very jealous person. Um, the one incident happened because she showed him a picture of her in a bikini. The, it, the picture wasn't shown to anybody else but him, and he got mad over that. And we all know about the Usher incident um, where Kiki went to the concert and Usher sang to her and Darius got into a big old huff and puff about that and decided to make a whole social media post. So it seems like that relationship may not be long for this world and probably for a good thing. Um, You should not stay with an abuser. I know it's hard for people to get out of those relationships, but you just got to be strong and do it because a lot of people don't make it out of those relationships alive. But that was reported this week. Um, Thank you so much for reporting it today. Okay. Kiki Palmer, 30, y'all. 30 30 years old. Kiki Palmer was born in 1993. Why did I think she was older? (laughs) She, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, the whole time she was on Legendary, I'm like, damn, she looked good for somebody that age. I didn't know what her age was. I just assumed she was like 50 or 60. No. Don't you remember um, Akilah and the Bee? I don't know the words you're saying to me. The spelling movie that kind of blew her up, Akilah and the Bee. You've never seen that movie? Okay. It's okay. Go off. I don't need to go off. <laughs> go off on you. Just thinks I need to see every goddamn movie out there. You never seen Aquila in the What the fuck is that? Y'all yeah, drag him for not knowing. You don't Aquila need to drag me. Have you seen Achilles in the What the fuck? Aquila. 
Aquila and Aquila the D. Was this a Disney Channel original or something? No, it was a movie movie. Anyways, <sighs> drag me if you want. This is why I don't follow the lives of the celebrities. Okay. So, the great state of Ohio legalized weed. Congratulations. Recreational weed. To and those who live in Ohio. Also have secured reproductive rights. Okay. For all Ohioans. I don't know what to say. Ohioans. We'll go with that one. It sounds right. Yeah. They 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 passed that this past Tuesday in a special election. Uh, the language now enshrines the access to reproductive rights into the state's constitution, which last I checked was the whole reason we got rid of Roe versus Wade. Correct. Now we have people upset that the uh, abortion thing passed in Ohio. I mean, if you put it on the ballot and the people vote for it, it should be what the people want. Whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, people have voted on it. I think it was Rick Santorum. Yes, it was Rick Santorum. He said something along the lines of, well, when you have weed and abortion on the ballot, it's just a, represent- it's just a um, recipe for disaster. And... He went along the lines of, like, it's too democratic. He was basically saying it's... there's Not that there shouldn't be a democracy, but democracy doesn't work. So, like, don't... The people don't have a choice. Only the elected officials have the choice. Don't put those types of things on the ballot because you're going to have weed smokers and people that are against abortion voting for it. But that's the entire reason to put it on the fucking ballot so the people can voice their opinion. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. (sighs) So, congratulations to Ohio securing reproductive rights for all. And, you know, I'm a fan of cannabis, so congratulations also in passing that and not having lived through Florida's fake medical program. Fake medical program? That charges you to see a doctor two times a fucking year. But anyways, <laughs> go ahead and pick another one. You mad? Um, I'm mad, and then I'm mad that Rick Santorum is going to go out there and say that. Like, it's purely democracy. That is the reason Roe versus Wade was knocked from a federal level. To the states. It said, y'all, they were barking, let the states decide, let the states decide. Now they're like, oh, we don't know if we want to let the states decide. We would be okay with a full federal ban on abortion. They just don't want abortion, period. That's it. Just say what you mean and mean what you say. Oof. What did you pick? Um, I guess I'll go with the Vatican. Oh, Yes. Vatican officials said Wednesday that transgender people can be baptized in Catholic church. Um, They also concluded that transgender people can be godparents and witnesses at religious weddings. They added that an individual in a same-sex relationship can be a witness to Catholic weddings. Be a witness to Catholic weddings. The document appears to suggest that children either adopted by same-sex couples or conceived through surrogacy cannot be baptized. Which, okay, sure. 
that's one. And then people in same-sex marriages cannot be godparents. Okay. Um, Progress, two steps forward, one step back, I guess. When it comes to the Catholic Church. Yeah, I mean, so I could be a witness to a Catholic wedding, but I can't be a godparent. Yeah, I mean, we just need you here to witness that this is happening. Anybody can do that, so that you're good there. I mean, I I was excited to see the acknowledgement of transgender people and their ability to be able to be active in the Catholic Church in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it, it also, and I could be wrong, I don't think it, it clarified on whether you can receive communion and such. I should have probably done more digging on that, but I mean, that's a big part of Catholic Church. So is it taking communion? Yeah. So if you're restricted from communion, but why why get baptized if you can't take communion? Because that seems to invalidate the whole thing. That is true. I'm just saying. Lots of questions <laughs> there. It was just it was answered in in relation to some um, heads of the diocese. Uh, I forgot what country it was. They were asking for clarification on how transgender people fit into the proceed- the laws of the Catholic Church, I guess we'd call it. Policies, procedures. I guess. And, uh, religion, sexuality, it's all a mix. Like, these are people. If they are practicing faith, then let the people practice their faith. Like, regardless of how you feel about who they are or who they identify is if they are just there to hear the word partake in communion fellowship and rejoice with fellow catholics that what is the harm in doing that like i get it the catholic church is supposed to be this oogie boogie super church it's the church you see in all the demon movies because you gotta call the we gotta call the church to perform an exorcism they gotta sign off on him like okay that's cool whatever um, but the, I, I'm just like, if people want to go to church and want to worship and, and just want to be felt like they're a part of that community, what is wrong with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't tell you can't come in. I get that. But telling, well, I'm glad that they have changed the rules on baptism, but like, I, I don't know. You know how I feel about this topic. <sighs> what did I say in the last pod? Politics and religion. Biggest leaders of war. So let's mosey on down the bio. What are we landing on? So I thought this was interesting. A stuntman known for his work in Avengers Endgame and Black Panther. Black who now? Black Panther. (laughs) Died on October 31st in Atlanta. He was 41. He died in a car accident alongside his two daughters, who were 13 and 8 weeks old, respectively. I thought that was so sad. That is very sad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I saw it in, like, pop news culture, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Black Panther's Darkman died. No, it is super sad. I did not hear about this. Um, I don't know this young man, um, but my heart goes out to him and his family. 
um, especially losing the kids along with him. Um, tragic story. But, uh, you know, one day he'll be remembered in a new film. I'm sure they will put a memoriam for him. Uh, but sorry to him and his family. Yeah, sorry to drag the mood, but I was just like, I don't know. It's like Black Panther happened in Atlanta. I don't know why it's associated to me. Okay. <laughs> it spoke to me last night. So, yeah, prayers out to the family. Because, I mean, she lost pretty much all her kids there. I couldn't find anything on accident, though. That's the crazy part. Well, when I was reading the story, I got confused because... They said that there was two kids in the car, right? Yeah, and then a third one passed away. Right. And I was confused by that, but I didn't question it. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused about that. Because he might have already been in the hospital, maybe. I don't know. That's what I kind of was leaning on, that he had already been in yeah. the hospital. But I don't know. Anyways, what else we got, Dano? Um, I Funny. So Tracy Chapman has become the first black person to win a CMA Song of the Year. Congratulations to Miss Chapman. Um, she was honored with uh for the song Fast Car. At the Country Music Awards on Wednesdays, becoming the first Black songwriter to ever win the award. That is not shocking, I guess. And, and wait, for a song that was written in 1988. I know. I, I don't, I'm a little confused. But I'm, I'm not from the country world, so I don't really know if like somebody has remade that song and made it popular again. Or... I... I don't know i didn't read that when i was researching it was more so like hey this person won their first cma yeah. or the first black person to win a cma award which is wild to me isn't there like black writers well it's writing country music this is the first black person to win the cma song of the year okay. so i assume that someone else may have won something else yeah yeah for the because mm -hmm. there are black country singers yeah there that is true yeah <laughs> I don't, I can name one. Couldn't I? Maybe Kane Brown counts as half because I feel like that boy's mixed with something. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All I know about is Kane Brown, everybody likes the way he looks. Mm. He's like, ah, oh, it's all count. Mm. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what other craziness do we have here to pick from today? You know, there was a, um, you want to get a little messy? We've been messy, but go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, Senator Tim Scott is a um, presidential candidate for the Republican Party. A very Christian-driven man, he is. Um, doesn't believe in homosexuality, abortions, and all of the above. Sounds like a typical Republican to me. Big law. Yes. Um, I will say a typical MAGA era Republican, just to clarify. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Mm -hmm. Um, so donors 
were uh, expressing concerns about Senator Scott's lack of a lady by his side. I mean, I don't know why you should be concerned about that. But anyway, go ahead. They're concerned because it does not reflect true Christian values. Okay. I, again, don't understand, but continue. So this past week, I mean, this comes out the following Wednesday, but whatever. <laughs> the last, the most recent Republican debate featured Mr. Senator Tim Scott's girlfriend. A girlfriend has appeared out of there for Senator Tim Scott. I think this is like an Olivia Pope moment from the show Scandal. I feel like they, they got him a girlfriend. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I shouldn't be talking like this, but I'm getting messy. So I feel like she's a purchased girlfriend. I mean, it sounds like classic fixer to me because there was a problem. And then next thing you know, he has a girlfriend. This isn't the first time this has happened. I feel like it also happened to one of the um, Democrats as well. I think it was Booker. I cannot remember who they paired him up with. It was a famous Black actress. And people were like... Not Booker. Them? Why? What? How long have they been dating? And it just did not make sense. And there was rumors, you know, because he was running for president too and they were like i don't know why people don't feel like a single man can run for president like you don't have to have a first lady and tim scott i mean tim scott's kind of in the more middle age group so that belief of you got to be married to be a, a politician that don't make no sense to me like this is this is a, a another reason why the this generation is looking at y'all like y'all stupid um, the other day we were watching a video where they were asking, like, why aren't people in this generation joining the military? Because there's a lack of signups, um, a lack of enrollments for the military. And they were saying how this generation isn't selfless, um, but selfish. <laughs> and I, I just think that the generation today looks at the United States differently than someone that was you know, they're doing the Vietnam War or, you know, back in the day, because that was the choice that you had. Like, if you weren't going to college, you didn't have a job, like, it was easy to sign up for the military and get military benefits and be educated through them. If and you were a man. It, well, <laughs> you know, this country. <laughs> and straight. And, and straight. Even though, military, DL. Anyway, um, it's, it's, it's just a stereotype. It's another way of stereotyping people. Like, just because you're a single man, one, does not mean that you're gay. Um, doesn't mean that you cannot do the job that you are um, running for. It's just, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. But, you know, if you want to pull some white woman out of thin air and say this is your girlfriend that you've been dating for almost a year, go off, girl. He said a year or so. He wasn't sure. You can't even get the timeline time. right. I'm sure Miss Pope is you on this before you came out. <laughs> Whoever your Miss Pope is. Um, but yeah, I, one thing on the military thing, I know we're switching between two topics, but we were talking about that this morning and the fact that we also mentioned that this younger generation sees how the veterans are being 
treated. The lack of health care, uh, the lack of mental health, the lack of assisting and upskilling them when they return back from service to be able to go back into uh, the regular service. What is it called? Public service? Public sector? Yes. Yes. Private? I don't know. Public Whatever. sector. Like, they see all those things. They understand those things. And they're like, why would I do that? And I don't think it's about being selfish. It's We have one life to live. And maybe people now do, this generation kind of, I don't know, evaluates things in life before they commit to it. And I don't think it's a lack of patriotism, as one of them put it's just like, so I'm going to go serve and then come back maybe with a mental illness or maybe something happens to me and I'm just not going to be taken care of. Well, that's the other thing. Like, you see how veterans are treated in this country. You see a lot of homeless vets. You see a lot of mental health issues that aren't being treated. You see them wanting to take funding away from VAs. Like... Why would I ever want to go join the military and then come back? And then all I get really is people saying thank you for your service everywhere I go and getting a 10% discount off my donate. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody that's in the military or has family in the military, you know, thank you for your service because it's not something that I would do. But, you know, everything isn't for everybody. And this generation is different. And it's very different. The, the wars and all of that, like people with the rise of social media, especially TikTok, that was another thing the Republicans talked about at the debate, is informing people and giving them more of the real truth and information versus media, which gives you a lot of spin, whether it's liberal media, Fox News, whatever. Um, and people are making up their own minds about things. And that, the Republicans that, are truly scared of that. That's the key is the younger generation is making decisions for themselves and their life, their life. They also evaluate the, the war itself. Like there is an uprise in the younger population that is rooting for Palestine. Rooting is not a good word. Supporting Palestine. Palestine because they understand what's happening beyond the allies of Israel and in the US. They're also seeing, you know, not everybody in Palestine is Hamas. And and people are and but we're okay with sending money to kill. Um what is the word I'm trying? Um, the Palestinian? Yes, but not... Um, anyways, the word is not important. Terrorist? The, I'm just saying the, the Hamas is a terrorist group. Yes. But we are killing innocent. That's the word I was looking for. Innocent bystanders. Kids, women, dads, uncles, brothers. And so I really feel this younger population looks at that and they can't be supportive of these wars. And that's another reason they don't join the service. Agreed. Um, it's just I, kids today just want something different for themselves. That's it. Yeah. There, were, there will be people 
in this generation that go into the military because, you know, maybe they come from a military family and, you know, that's what they want to do and that's fine. Um, but I just feel like we are a bit more informed now in this day and age than we were back in that day and age. Yeah, definitely. But we went on a tangent. We were talking about Tim Scott. It's fine. We can talk about his missing girlfriend. Or, I'm sorry, mystery girlfriend. Mystery. <laughs> um, there wasn't much more said about her. She's a real estate something. Um, and they've been dating for about a year or so. Congratulations. So, Tim but Scott. everybody's like crooked heads now. Like, where did she come from? We have never seen you with her. And I don't care how well people try to hide relationships. If you're in somewhat of a public figure, you're going to get seen. Yeah. So it's very odd. I'm not saying he's gay. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, where did this girlfriend come? <laughs> I just feel like it, it, no man or woman, for that matter, should have to have a spouse on their arm in order for them to win an office. Like, 100. that doesn't make any sense. That is the moral of this conversation because we don't like Tim Scott. Oh. I hope none of y'all got confused by that because he ended the night with the most transphobic speech anybody has had in one of these debates. Shocking. Shocking. Shocking, shocking, shocking. He, he, I don't even know that I want to read this because it's just so gross. So I'm not going to read it. All right. But it was really, yeah. So you come out here with a fake girlfriend and then you're going to bash people. Fuck you. Well, that was a good little impromptu conversation. Uh, these were some of the topics that were talked about at the Republican debate. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Foreign policy. Mm-hmm. And abortion. All their faves. <laughs> all their favorite talking points. Uh, um, they all pretty much support a federal ban on abortion minus... Um, uh, what's the big boy's name? Chris Christie. Chris Christie. He actually made a little sense in terms of we're letting the states decide and the people voice their opinion. As it should be. Yeah. I mean, you got rid of Roe versus Wade. Allow the states, allow the people of the state to decide. Right. Not the people in the House, in the Senate. Um, they talked a lot about foreign policy and how Biden is mishandling Israel and money to Ukraine, a lot, a lot, a lot. So, you know, that'll be a topic of conversation very deeply in 2024. They provided no solutions and no options besides screaming at each other. I mean, they usually don't provide any options. It's usually blame the Democrat that's in power and then say we can do better. And then they get into power and they don't do anything besides tax cuts for the rich. Yeah, we're still waiting on that Republican health care bill. That doesn't exist. I know it doesn't. <laughs> it's just like Tim Scott's girlfriend before yesterday. <laughs> Mind you, they said he brought his mom up first. They took a picture. They brought up his nephew. And as the stage clears, she appeared. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying it sounds a little shady. Just a little shady. And it's a messy getting the lives of public life or private life. Yeah, but, you know, it's just made me scratch my head. Like, a year, 
Bitch, if I've been dating somebody for at least a year, I would at least be, yes, confidently say, we've been together for a year. But you're like, um, shit, we didn't practice that question. About a year or so. I really hope she says the same. <sighs> oh, well. But anyways, we're going to close our trending topics with some new music that's out this week. Some new music this week by Brandy. Mm-hmm. Her album came out Christmas with Brandy. I, I did some previews of it. I actually liked it. Okay. It's a nice R&B vibe. I did not like that first song. I think it sounds better cohesively, the full album. Okay. She said that the album was meant to be Christmassy, but not feel like Christmas. Mm. Um, some of the standard songs that she does sound a bit different. And I kind of liked it. It's a good vibey Christmas album in the back. Maybe have the the fire going, get a nice whiskey out. Whiskey. Or a hot chocolate and you sit by the fireplace. I like when people take traditional Christmas songs and make it their own. I'm here for that. I have not listened to this album. I only listened to the single that she has <laughs> out, which is... And I think that was mostly for the movie. Uh, but it's on the album, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't like it. Um, but I will give it a try because I like Brandy and it's almost, it's tis the season, as they say. And the opening song is actually about heartbreak. Okay. So she took took it a Brandy way. I will give it a try. But that's out now. And Brandy's also going to be in a movie. She's going to be in this Christmas party. Wait, what the hell is it called? (laughs) Best Christmas ever arriving November 16th. I saw the trailer the other day. They look like a a regular Hallmark original. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, no shade. That's what it looked like. But that's what most Christmas movies look like. I mean, you can only twist and turn Christmas movies so much. Every once in a while, you exchange a straight couple and you put in a gay couple. The one we saw with (laughs) Melissa McCarthy looked funny, but it was just Melissa McCarthy being Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she was a genie. It is gonna. I think it comes out on Prime. And she's helping this man get his family back after he got a divorce and the wife took the kids. And it's Christmas time. Sounds like variation of Home Alone or something. Sure. It's Home Alone <laughs> and Aladdin mixed together with Black Panther. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess Christmas movies just need to be fluffy and, and airy. <laughs> I mean, generally. You don't want to be too deep at Christmas time. No. You watch Krumpus for that. Or that black Christmas movie, which we never saw, which I do want to see. I, it's probably bad, but I still want to see it. Let's watch it. Why not? Let's watch it. Um, so go check out Brandy's new album. I think it was cute. Okay. Especially if you like, like R&B, chill, relaxed Christmas music. I'll give it a try. Um, don't throw stones at me, but Chris Brown. Why would they throw stones at me? I know. Some people don't associate Chris Brown because what he did to Rihanna. That man made a mistake. I'm not defending him either. The man made a mistake. He puts out music. There have been plenty of people in music that have done just as bad or worse things as him. And people still... Fuck, you people would still play R. Kelly, for God's sakes. <laughs> we were so on like, the cruise, didn't we? I think so. And we were like, oh, this should we be playing this at the club? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they did play it at the club. Yeah. Um, we all yeah. know it. Uh-uh. I'm just like, leave Chris Brown. Rihanna's over it. He's over Rihanna's it. Rihanna's happy. 
She's happy with two kids and, and her she own said she's about to go on tour and drop two albums. And she's good. And collect her coins and disappear for another 45 years. I understand that I talked about domestic violence in the beginning of this pot with Kiki Palmer. And she got out of that relationship. Did she go back? She did. But then she eventually left. And look at her now. She's thriving. And look at this man. He is trying to thrive. So anyway, talk about his album. <laughs> well, I, you know, I haven't listened to Chris Brown in a while because I just can't with his music. It's too much sex, 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 sex. And I guess Bad Bunny's kind of like that sometimes too. But I don't know. It just bothers me. And I think it's because when I really liked Chris Brown, it was at his infancy. It was mm-hmm. pure R&B music, hip hoppy. That's what I liked about it. Listen, I like Chris in the beginning. And then we started getting into hypersex Chris, which is fine. But then we started getting into this album got 42 songs on it. And I can't <laughs> do that. I don't have the time. I'm sorry. Well, this one's only 22. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. There were some songs that I you know, skipped out. But it's the first album where I can actually sit down and be like, oh, I, I, I can play a few songs out of this. Okay. Um, it's 22 songs. It's split, so it's 11-11. Essentially, half of the the first 11 songs are 11 a.m. The last 11 songs are 11 Mm p.m. So it's kind of split into like morning, evening. I liked it. I thought it was actually good. Did you listen to the whole thing? I listened to the whole thing. Okay. This is the first time I've listened to a whole Chris Brown album in in a very long time. I, I don't know. I will try. He even opened with, a, his opening song talks a little bit about his struggles and actually overcoming the Rihanna incident, anxiety, and trying to overcome that and just try to be a better person. I'm here for a redemption arc and a redemption story. A lot of times we will take celebrities, we will put them on a pedestal, and then we will, we can't wait to knock them off that pedestal and then just shame them. And granted, Sometimes it is warranted, but we're all human. The only difference is, you know, there's not 20 million people that know your face and name and your Mm -hmm. music and everything that you've done. We also forget that Rihanna and Chris Brown were very young when they started in the industry and they are grown ass folks now (laughs) with kids, multiple kids. Um, So to continue to beat this band down, was something that he did when he was in his teens to 20s, early 20s. Like, stop. If, if people knew what you did in your early teens and 20s, <laughs> how many people would be looking at you crazy right now? Right. Yeah, and I, I don't agree with what he did. I, I just, I think, like you said, if somebody's trying to redeem themselves, we shouldn't always be so quick to bring them down because I feel like we've been going off all kinds of tangents. That's fine. That's but it's like when people come out of jail, we don't give them the opportunities to have a good job, to be able to have a house. Mm-mm. So you're telling me that these people, because they committed a crime. Yes. Some people are frequent crimers and, and you know, they need to be in jail, but the person that may have committed a crime and really wants to redeem themselves and change their life. All we do when they come out of jail is punch them, punch them, punch them, punch them, punch them. 
Yeah. And then that is probably the trigger that leads back to the crime. Because if you try and try and then people aren't willing to give you a chance, you're like, well, I still got to live. I still got to eat. I still got to put a roof over my head. I know what got me in jail. And I'm talking like petty stuff, like stealing. I'm not talking about murder. But, you know, if I got to go back to the streets and sell drugs because I can't get a job because nobody wants to give me a job, that's what people do. And, like, this country is so big on pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And I want to know whose bootstraps y'all talking about. Um, it is I mean, hard it, you out You can't here. pull yourself up by the bootstraps if society and the opportunities aren't have deemed you. you a bad person. You right. basically have a scarlet letter on you saying you did a bad thing once in your life. You went to jail where well, you're supposed to be rehabilitated and then serve your time. You did your time to come out and be a productive member of society. Doesn't but people come out and you treat them like a leper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm. so you got a two for one there. Um, <laughs> I say give the man an opportunity to redeem himself. I know he's had some other anger issues, but listening to that opening song on the album, I feel like he's really trying to, I think he's had that aha moment. It's called growth. Yeah. <laughs> so 11-11, if you like Chris Brown. And then Jack, Jack Harlow released a song. And I'm, Who? I'm not a fan oh, of Jack Harlow. <laughs> but he, I kind of like the song. I haven't heard his name in a while. So I was like, who? It was cute. It, it was like, I feel like it had like a 90s vibe to it. Did he use somebody, a sample from another song? Maybe. Okay. He said it's a new era of music that's coming. Okay. I will give Jack Harlow a chance. I liked it. I was like, okay, this is cute. All right. Okay. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for the mixtape today and our trending topics and sometimes deep conversations. Uh, let's go into what's your issue. Hey, everybody, welcome back to What's Your Issue? Sean, do you have an issue for us today? No, it's <laughs> pretty normal lately. No lies, I had an issue last week and you did not have one. Okay, Ashley, I'll give you one a five second issue. Go five. Four, Too many damn songs three. on albums. That's my issue. <laughs> Chris Brown, I'm glad it's only 22 this time. The other album you put out that was 40-some songs, couldn't do it. What Drake, is, same issue. What is a good number for? for a good uh, album should be like 12 songs. 12 maybe songs. Okay. 15. I'll give you maybe 15. But who, the, who has the time to be listening to 42 songs? <laughs> What's your favorite? I don't know. Number 35 and number 15. I don't have time. I don't. I don't do it. Because I'm going to get bored halfway through. And then I got a whole nother piece of album. No. Nobody's doing that. Stop doing that. I'm sorry. That was my issue. See, he said he always comes up. He always finds an issue somehow or another. I'm just saying who. who, Come on. Go ahead. Um, So my issue this week is disrespectful people. I'm sick and tired of dealing with disrespectful people. There's enough hate going around in this world that if somebody reaches out to you to help them because you scheduled an appointment because you needed help, don't be disrespectful to them. Because one, 
you scheduled this appointment. And two, you scheduled it because you needed help. And I called because you needed help. Don't be disrespectful. So all I'm saying is be respectful to people if they're putting out respect for you. Because you're going to get what you put back into the universe. That's all. For those of you who are a little confused about making an appointment, it is <laughs> work-related for him. Yes, very work-related. Um, not making appointments with your friends or random people on the oh, street. Oh, yeah, no, no. This is all work-related. <laughs> be disrespectful. But those people shouldn't be disrespectful either. No. Let's just treat everybody with a little love and a little kindness. Let's do that. What's that? Put a little love in your heart. What is that from? I don't know. Hershey's chocolate or something? A Dove chocolate? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know the song you're talking about, and maybe the commercial. I just don't know what product it is. I think it's Dove chocolate. Okay, we're going to go with that. Anyways. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us again on Manny and Sean Experience Podcast. We can't believe we've made it to 56 episodes. We can't believe it. It's happened. It's happened. And we have some very serious news to tell you, our listeners and viewers today. <laughs> serious news. Serious news. Okay. Uh, we have done a lot on this podcast, and we just feel that it is time to let everybody know um, that we're going to take a little break. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a Thanksgiving holiday break. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be gone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but never fear. We'll be back Wednesday, December 6th, to bring you some Christmassy excitement, probably. Probably. Yes. But we hope everybody had We hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving season. That's the thing. Because people want you to not forget Thanksgiving. It's a season of thanks. So, <laughs> uh, we hope you can spend time with your friends, family, uh, people you just met on the street, whatever's going to make you happy and thankful on that particular day. Your fur babies. Your fur babies. We hope it's real another babies. great one. Yes. <laughs> so, thanks. We're thankful for you always listening or watching. Uh, we have some exciting things we want to work on in 2024. We'll leave that for the December podcast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, we hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving season. We're going to take a little break to recharge our batteries. <laughs> for sure. Um, we have been going, going, going. And we hope you've been enjoying our content. And if you do, we ask that you leave us a like and a review. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. No, seriously. Um, follow us on our socials using MASXP23 on Instagram and threads. And you can find us on YouTube using the same name. Um, we appreciate everyone that has subscribed. We do have the final vlog from the carnival celebration coming out this weekend. Um, all the would have been out by the time this podcast comes out. Oh, yeah, it will be out by the time this podcast goes out. I was so confused. I was like, What is he talking about? Um, 
Coming soon, we will have our Christmas Town vlog. You will mm-hmm. find that on YouTube coming soon. We're going to embark on Christmas vlogging places things. Yeah. So <laughs> lots of vlogs coming through. So even though the podcast won't be there, you can still watch our vlogs and see our pretty faces. Yay. Um, before we close, I do want to let everybody know that we have become ambassadors for Beach Bum Threads. Ah. Um, and what does that mean to you? It means you can save 15% by using our code MASXP23. We keep everything so simple. I mean, yeah. MASXP23 Beach Bum Threads. They are a family-owned business. Uh, they also believe in sustainability and donate portions of proceeds or uh, earnings to uh, specific organizations. So we felt good to become ambassadors of them. Um, and being ambassadors affords you a 15% off. So if you're looking for Christmas, some shirts, some hoodies, good Christmas gifts, hats, they got it all. Actually, their tees are very comfortable and um, very funny. So yes. the Christmas one is the Yeti. I want a Chris. I want the Christmas Yeti. Yeah, yes. he has the Halloween shirt. Um, I have a shark one. I have a shark one. Um, but go check out their website, and maybe you can find some uh, a gift for that hard to shop for person. Just get them a fun shirt. Yeah, and don't forget MAS XP twenty three fifteen percent off for you. Well, that'll do it for us. Again, thank you for joining us. We're gonna take a little break. We'll be back in December. Maybe our studio will be Christmassy. I don't Run know. Away with me for the summer. Let's Anyways, go upstairs. As we like to say here on the Manny Sean Experience podcast, we can all go stay with our father. Do something good for yourself. And then go out and do something good for somebody else, like maybe buying a shirt at Beach Bomb Threads. <laughs> you know? My size is medium. No, I'm just fine. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great holiday. We'll see you in December. But don't forget, you can check out our vlogs. And we'll be showing you some holiday magic. We will. Bye, y'all. Take care. Bye, Mm, 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 y'all. What is that? I don't know. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Manny from the block. Used to have a little and I'm so fucking broke. Oh,